0: Albion Calling. New Albion Calling. This is the ARC Light Program. Tomorrow's Radio Today. The time is 1530 hours, and we are now taking you live to the Gaulish capital of Petisserie, chantilly en mer for the final of Jeopardy in Icing 1861. Presented by Stevedore Parkington Rubbish.
1: It's the final of Jeopardy in Icing, where the contestants have been whittled down from the original 58 to a more manageable three, after many challenges over 24 grueling rounds created by the show's judges. Cake decorating doesn't get any more dangerous than this. Or indeed, any less dangerous. It's not dangerous. Oh god, I can't keep that up. Yes, it's your regular host, Theodore Pilkington rubal here on the monitor, describing all the action from this year's final. Right, before we meet our contestants, let me remind you of this year's judges. First of all, there's Gregory Legume, vegetable racketeer, I mean raconteur, whatever that is. I suppose I'll have to ask one of his wives. There are only the eight to choose from. The second judge, as always, is Madame Monica Labert, acclaimed pastry chef and renowned vowel mangler. And finally, Marcus Aurelis Résistant, globally famous chef and holder of two and a half coveted Michel's rubber tire company wheels. And now, let's meet our three finalists. First up is Jean-Pierre Raspberry Soufflé, a very good name for a pastry chef, he delighted our judges in previous rounds with his layered crepe waffle icing bag and doodling. Although he did have his wobbles, especially when his faux trifle demi stack ended up mostly over the judges. A mistake over temperature conversions, apparently. Still not sure why all their chillers are calibrated in kelvins. Uh, Must be a gaulish thing. Now, next up is Cher du Spoon, who had a remarkably unflustered competition, although she did get a tad out of joint when her pudding au raison sec, or spotted dick to you and me, was ruled offside in round 10. A particular triumph was her almond and apricot amuse-bouche in round 13. Well, she can amuse my bush any time. <laughs> oh, perhaps that should be the other way around. Uh, anyway. Making up this triumvirate of tasty tea-time treats is Timothy Teapot. The only entry from New Albion this year and the first ever to make it into round two. So he's done rather well to get to the final. Although there were cries of tokenism in round 18. Uh, overcooked, in my opinion. His highlights have included a 14-layered Black Forest Ghetto in the shape of a Michelle's Rubber Tire Company wheel. Well, that's one way to get on the right side of the sponsors, anyway. Now, in a change to the usual final, the contestants this year have been asked to produce three puddings in three and a half hours. Fortunately, I sat through this earlier, so you don't have to. There will be highlights of this just before the announcement of the winner. Now, firstly, there was a signature souffle, followed by a wobbly dessert, uh, you think creme brulee or similar, and finishing with a cake of some description. So now, let's go live to the studio in Gaul for the ceremony. Ah, right. Uh, what are they doing now? Oh. Oh, well, it seems they are showing short films about each contestant. Um, they didn't do this last year. Is there a translation for this, Mabel? Um, what? Uh, oh, right, okay. No, seems to be the answer. Right, bear with me. Um, right, so, uh, okay. Anyway, here's Jean-Pierre, right, with his wife, or possibly mother. Uh, hard to tell. Okay, they seem happy, though. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, they're crying. Oh my word, I think there's been an unspeakable tragedy. Perhaps a death of some sort. I expect it's his father, or maybe his entire family. Oh, no, wait, no, no, some of them obviously survived, as here they are. A round one, and a couple of smaller ones. They all seem very ruddy-cheeked. And they're laughing again. <laughs> no, wait, no, more crying. Oh, some fishing, um, something about a caravan. Oh, God, now a house is on fire. What sort of life is this? Oh, thank goodness, he's in a kitchen now. Golly, that man seems a little stern. Is that his father? Mm, No, no, I think he's a chef of some sort. (laughs) Not sure I'd be doing that with a whisk. Okay, with some relief, we're into highlights of his competition. (sighs) He sorts on favourite to win, by the way. All right, well, finally that's over. All right, okay, so... Now here's Cher walking arm-in-arm arm with another woman. Um, sister presumably. Looks very nice where they live. Lots of rivers, trees, ducks, people in sweaters and so forth. Wait, ah, no, okay, you wouldn't do that with your sister. Uh, gosh, no, so partner then, or similar. Right, now here's a montage of grainy photographs. Someone in a hat. Another caravan, what's with that? Oh my god, is that some sort of S&M? What's that suit supposed to be? Uh, Oh, right. Okay. Uh, mm. It seems to be a performance of some sort of musical about cats or pigs or possibly goats. Finally, some baking. Hmm. Clearly a relatively recent blossoming there. They all look terrible. Oh, wait. I think a son or someone else small or perhaps a pet or something has made them. Right. uh, More highlights of the competition. Not sure why they keep banging on about a Abu de Soufflé. Just take a deep breath, honestly. Ah, finally. Here's Timothy from good old Blighty. Blimey, though. Looks a bit grim where he lives. Oh, I think it's in the north. Well, that explains a lot. All his family worked up a pit, apparently. Or down a pit, or whatever you do with a pit. Anyway, enough of that. Here he is on a sofa with his gran. (laughs) What a dear she looks. Wait. Is he marrying his gran? It's very strange. Did they do that in the North? No, oh, wait, I think his gran is marrying somebody else. He's just propping her up. That's a relief. So now he's making biscuits. More biscuits. Biscuits with icing. Biscuits in the shape of a whippet with sprinkles. OK, enough of the biscuits already. On to his competition compilation. more biscuits. Gosh, how did he even get into the final? Oh well, perhaps the tokeness of a point after all. Sweet mercy, that's all finally finished. Right, well, we're back on the script now. Um, They're taking a short commercial break, followed by the highlights of the final bake-off. Now, don't lose any sleep, New Albion. We will be back for the results. Come on, Timothy. I know all of New Albion is rooting for you. Well, the chilly northern bits anyway. And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: I say, what is that most splendid odour I detect around your exposed deck regions? Thank you for asking. It's a new smell that my mumsy procured for me this yuletide just gone. What, pray, is the name of this delectable yet pungent musk? Thank you for asking. It's called
1: O de Wolverhampton.
0: O de Wolverhampton a most sonorous name to go with the arousing aroma. May I trouble you for the price of this perfume? Thank you for asking. The scent is retailing at four shillings and
1: tuppence for an eight-ounce pump-action dispenser in blue acrylic.
0: All that sounds most splendid, and I would certainly like to slap it around my old chap. There's just one more thing I need to know. Thank you for asking. I haven't asked yet. Um... <laughs> Thank you for Where pray might one find the aforementioned aftershave available for purchase. Thank you for asking. You may ask for O de Wolverhampton at all major
1: hospitals and the nation's premier department store, Large Willies of Wolverhampton. That's Large Willies of Wolverhampton.
0: Thank you. Before I wish you good day, please do tell me if there's any further information you wish to impart. Thank you for asking. Ode Wolverhampton is only available
1: undiluted. To fully make up to the finished product, mull with 85% ethanol in an oven at gas mark 4 for 6 and one half hours. Use only on cooling. May cause chafing. May cause ulcers. May cause bleeding at the site of administration. May cause inconvenient arousal. May cause war. Consult a doctor before use. Only apply with gloves. Fumigate after application. Fumigate before application. Not for use on animals, pets, bacteria, pregnant women, or children below the age of 23. Terms and conditions apply. No refunds. Send any complaints via telegram to Mrs. Trellis, large willies of Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton staffs. Message ends. Is that it? Thank you for asking. Yes, it is. Then I wish you good day. Good. Right, well, I'm glad that's out of the way. Ah, Now they're just starting on the highlights package. So the judges are going around and asking each contestant about their trio of desserts. First up is Timothy. His signature souffle has a biscuit on it. Well, no great surprise there. Oh, goodness. The face Gregory is pulling. I think his teeth may fall out. Jean-Pierre's signature souffle is literally in the shape of his signature. Well, very meta. Not sure the judges are impressed. Monica has raised an eyebrow. Cher's souffle is just so big. I have never in all my years seen one that big. Oh, wait, that's a balloon of some sort. What on earth is she doing with that? Mm, Right, well, on to their wobbly desserts. Back to Timothy. Gosh, there's a lot of gin going into that. Gregory looks happy, though. Again. Oh, God, put those teeth away. Hot and salty liquid icing. Well, it's showing some spunk, but that's back to the drawing board for you, Jean-Pierre. For her wobbly round, Cher has produced a couple of things that look a lot like, um... no, no, I can't say it. Oh, for goodness sake, stop wobbling them around like that. And those cherries on top. Oh, wait. Apparently they are supposed to be rockets. Jean-Pierre's wobbly bits are not wobbling, it seems. Some stern-looking faces. I think Marx's quiff might be prickling. Seems he's gone and got his Kelvins in a muddle again. Judges are not best pleased. Is this competition opening up somewhat? Final concoctions coming up now. are cakes and other baked hoo has involving sugar. Oh, share, share, share. Treacle with salted walnuts. No, I'm not buying it. Oh, Gregory, your teeth. Lips, face in general. The Eiffel Tower in sponge. Well, that's truly ambitious, Jean-Pierre. And it's leaning. It's leaning. I don't think it's supposed to do that. It, It's going. It's going. Uh, he has a spatula. It's gone. it's gone. It's gone. This is not good from the favorite. Dog biscuits. Dog biscuits. Oh, careful now, Timothy. That's not going to hold. Split with a balsamic reduction? I don't think so. Monica, no. Hideous. Asparagus in a dessert? Oh, an experiment too far. Timothy, oh, semi-glutinous eruptions. Spaghetti with custard. Gorgonzola, for the love of Christ. And breathe. It's time for another commercial break whilst the judges have a rumination.
0: I say, what are those rather splendid tires you have on your automobile?
1: Thank you for asking. These are Michelle's rubber tire company, rubberly rubber tires.
0: They certainly are rubberly. May I ask you how much they cost to purchase? Thank you for asking.
1: These Michelle's rubber tire company, Rubberly rubber tyres are two guineas and eight shillings for a set of four. Ask me about the special offer on that price at the moment.
0: Are there any special offers available on that price at the moment? Thank you for asking.
1: Yes, at the moment you may currently
0: buy three tyres
1: for the price of
0: two. A most rubberly offer. Thank you for asking. Thank you for telling me. Before I wish you a rubberly day, Pray tell me if there is any further information you wish to impart.
1: Thank you for asking. Michelle's rubber tyre company's rubberly rubber tyres are less likely to induce transit-related vomiting than their competitors. Special offer only applies on a Wednesday. May cause chafing. May lead to spontaneous combustion. May herald the apocalypse. Check the instructions before use. Never speak to strangers. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. Michelle's rubber tyre company are not liable if you choose to take up their offer of three tyres for the price of two and only apply three tyres to your four-wheeled vehicle. No refunds. Message ends. Is that it? Thank you for asking. Yes, it is. Have a rubberly day. Oh, do fuck off. (sighs) And we're back. Well, what a final that was. Yes, sir And it seems the judges have come to a decision. Right, so Marcus Aurelius is stepping forward. Gosh, the contestants look very nervous. I think Jean Pierre is swaying slightly. That's ironic. Timothy looks solid as a northern rock, as well he might. Pitbull Terriers spring to mind. I'm not sure why. And the winner of Jeopardy in Icing, 1861, is. Gosh, they, they do leave a long gap, don't they? Timothy. Timothy! No! Get out of here! In your face, Gaul! We are the best in the world! We are the best in the world! It's it's completely unbelievable! We've beaten the Gauls in Gaul, the birthplace of Cake. Madame Pompidou, Delouse Latrec, Mona Lisa, Marianne Tournette, the not yet born Jacques Cousteau, Levin, Le Van, Lupin, Boursan, Napoleon l'arc de Triumph, Lark de Covenant, Pano Chocola en route, on croûte, on vacances mange too, Rodney, Petit Pois, Le petitmore, in your face. We've beaten them all! Can you hear me, Asterisk? Obelix, dogmatics, your boys and girls took one hell of a beating! Your boys and girls took one hell of a beating. Well that's a turn-up for the books. We actually won. Well, Timothy won. But somehow I feel that he represents the whole of New Albion. Not just the cold northern smelly bits that nobody visits. So jolly well done to him. And now, the news. You've been listening to Jeopardy in Icing, 1861. Written and presented by Darren The Theodolite Pulpington Rumble was played by Darren Caller. The announcer and advertising voiceover man was played by Darren Gooding. Music was by Charlotte Savigar. All other noises by members of the cast. Jeopardy and Icing is a monkey wrench spanner production for Albion Radiophonic Corporation. The makers of this production wish it to be known that they cannot be held liable if you choose to set fire to yourself whilst listening to this ready presentation. May cause chuckling. May cause rheumatism. May upset Granny. May upset the apple cart. Do not attempt to read at the same time as listening. Do not listen to both sides of the record at once. Do not adjust your set. Wear gloves before handling. Wear gloves after handling. an adult before using scissors. Let sleeping goats lie. Always read the instructions. Take four times a day before meals. Disregard the previous comment. Shake before consumption. Consume after shaking, this recording is also available in mono. Message ends.